Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Attention, please. And now, it's Cutter's Rockcast. Make a coffee. We can chat while you make coffee. That's what I'm thinking. Why That's not? What I, that was my goal here. Where can I set you up? Are you taping the video or just the audio? Uh, I generally do both. Sometimes it's just as a backup. Basically, if I get good video, I'll use it. And if not, then I won't. But I'll try to use like a minute of it for a you know, a reel or, or something just to say, hey, this is uh, the person joining me this week. All right, cool. I'm doing both, dude. I'm going to be here making coffee and speaking. Okay. <laughs> What's your coffee of choice? Well, I'm home brewing some coffee in my little uh, grind and brew, which is great. And I'm not a, I'm not a true coffee um, person. I kind of just came back to it. Okay. And real coffee people are going to hate me, but this is what I like. Don Francisco's. This stuff is good. There you go. Anyway. You ground it and do all of it, huh? Yeah, that's it. I was thinking about it. My, uh, This is how relaxed these conversations are, by the way. It's like now we're just going to talk about coffee for 10 minutes. I, uh, I, quit, <laughs> cool. I quit drinking recently, and uh, my, my a friend of mine, my best friend in the world, she has this espresso cappuccino coffee grinder maker thing that looks like it's some sort of space age something that came out in the 50s but it's all beautiful yeah. and gorgeous and it takes up a whole counter space and i'm looking at that thing oh going, those are great yeah i know I really they, they got all the pipes and they're all like, yeah colorful like a chemist set yes exactly yeah and i'm like well now that i get rid of a liquor cabinet i can just put this there <laughs> yes dude <laughs> I am. Um, I I also do not drink these days. I actually went. I went a long time early in my life without drinking. Maybe like eleven years when the band just started touring. Before well, that's, that, that's normally when you do drink. Is when the band right. Starts. So yeah. what happened was I had I start when we started the tour. I had like eleven years sober or something, mm-hmm. and since I was young and. Um, yeah, it's, it was a lot. It was a lot, and I ended up starting to drink again lightly and then came back with a vengeance for, like, another 10 years and made up for lost time like a complete buffoon. And now I have four, four years, four years sober Congratulations, now. Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's good. Yeah, it wasn't like I was, like, running around town with my pants off with a shotgun or anything. I wasn't like losing my mind or anything or doing something terrible, but it just wasn't really, we don't need to get too deep into that. No, but it just wasn't really working for my life. Like I, you know, I have kids and stuff and I was like, eh, I don't, I'm good. I don't need it. I'm going to just do something different. Yeah. We're kind of the same in that manner. Like I, I wasn't alcoholic by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, I definitely enjoyed partaking a little too often and same thing. I'm a single dad. So it's, uh, there right. Are, there are more priorities. Plus, you know, I like playing my guitar and talking about music, so that's more important. Plus that, dude. Good. I like this. Dude. This is already a good beginning of a conversation. <laughs> this is, I, this is how I like to roll on these, man. I don't. Uh, I I've been on the musician side of it, and the question answer ones are always 
come on, let's just talk. You know, right. we're all here for the same thing. So let's do that. Scott Holiday with the greatest mustache in rock and roll joining us. Look at that thing. Amazing. <laughs> um, you're talking about your, uh, right before I hit record, you're talking about having some uh, gear. You watching Rival Sons live as a guitar player, I, I always notice, you know, kind of what, what's, what's on stage, what's actually being used on stage. And I remember I was at, I saw you guys on the Greta Van Fleet tour recently. And I was with uh, a, a really good friend of mine who I go and play gigs with. He's also a guitar player. And I'm like, look, dude, he's using every single thing that is up there. There are, <laughs> it looks like there's pedal boards on top of pedal boards, but you're, uh, you're doing it all. There's such a huge sound to rival sons, and it almost feels like it sort of starts with what, uh, what, what's Scott using for something today for a riff, you know? Dude, it, 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 it's amazingly, I'm not using too much at a time. Right. What happens is, you know, like we're about to put out Dark Fighter, mm -hmm. and um, that will be our eighth studio album. Is it eight already? Wow. Yeah, well, because we have an EP too, but we call the EP a regular album. Sure. So eight, eight recordings to this point, just with this band, um, just studio album, because we put some live stuff out too during the pandemic. But um, kind of for me, I always like enter the writing process in, in – one part is like writing and an area I want to go in, of course, and some different guitars and different tunings I want to work with. So it sounds different from the last record. But then, of course, I have just too many goodies and there's just so many great builders now making great pedals and great sounds or things that are even old that I haven't got to use on a record yet or mm -hmm. something new that I've acquired that's vintage or new that I'll like I'm bringing this in this sound. I want this old like this old fuzz pedal needs to be on this record or this old modulation pedal, whatever it needs to be on this. So every time I make a record, it seems like I'm adding like three or four new things so I can play the songs on that record. And it's accurate, really accurate, you right. know? So if you multiply that by eight records, three or four new things every time, it starts to look like, okay, guy, that's a lot of goodies. <laughs> well, I know I've got, I've got like seven pedals, maybe six, right. six pedals. But how many studio that I, albums that I do you use? have? But I don't have any studio albums. There you go. So it's perfect. That's what I I've had got, before. I had I've got one, album. one shitty EP I recorded once. That's the best I can do. Um, that's seven pedals, dude. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly. It's an equation. Okay, so so rival sons. There's there's been. There's been a revival in this sort of sound again, and it sort of comes back and forth, right? You have this these bands that do this sort of classic sounding sound, and what I mean by that, of course, is you know the that sort of classic rock vibe that that bands uh, tend to gravitate towards, and who doesn't, right? I mean, there's such great great riffs and great sounds and big drums and all that, but and high vocals. Um, the thing that always I always gathered about Rival Sons though is you could put a Rival Sons song next to, like, Black Sabbath, which I want to talk about in a little bit, because that's the first time I saw you guys. Um, yeah. Or next to Slipknot, and it actually and it sounds okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's not... You guys have been able to take this sort of classic-sounding sound, vibe, whatever you want to call it, and it has such a modern sense to it. And I wonder where well, that sort of comes... I mean, how natural is that? Are you guys thinking about that when you're writing... 
it's 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 way less uh it's way more inadvertent and way more natural and honest for us you know i think um when i made before the fire the first album with dave it was we intentionally were doing a very like 67 68 Hmm. up into like 73 kind of sound intentionally like that's what we like that's the sound we like so let's use a lot of that equipment let's use a lot of those techniques and like sensibilities to make that kind of a sound happen because that felt honest for me at the time and just what was connecting with my heart and, and me as a guitar player and me as a writer um but by the time you get to our second record jay wasn't in the band when we recorded before the fire he actually joined the band and then re-recorded on those songs oh, so I when know you that. Get, yeah when you get to uh the ep this is like a whole different thing because now Jay's been in the band and we wrote those songs together in a rehearsal room. And it it's doesn't sound really like it's trying to be 60s. So mm-hmm. immediately we leave the idea of like trying to totally go for this like old sound. And now we're just, this is the kind of band we are. Like this is the equipment we use. And this is like how Jay sings. This is just how he sounds. And if you put rock and roll guitar behind that voice... And like like big amps and fuzz guitar and stuff that I'm like drawn into, it just ends up touching that like, you know, 1971 nerve and like hits people like that. You know, like this sounds just like that, but we're not really going, let's make this song sound like, you know, let's do make this record sound like Amagama. Let's make this record <laughs> sound like, you know, it's like we're not doing that. We're we're just making songs already by the ep by the second recording i think we have fun with it throughout the history of the band there'll be a track or you know a handful of tracks on the records where we'll go let's like have fun with it and go to this world you know but for the most part we just start being more honest with who we are and it took time for that to happen to where you get a record like feral roots which i think sounds more like rival sons and less like classic rock in the in the like a classic sense of it how people use it now with bands it's less obvious you know it's not like people are slipping on bell bottoms and like using analog gear for the sake of using analog gear and like really trying to cop that paul kozloff tone yeah none of that's happening by the time we get to the middle even 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 songs or even records like uh, uh hollow bones a few records back you start to like it's it's in a different world now and i know we are still considered like a classic rock new classic rock band but it's not not to be niche or you know it's not to be special like i get it i get it and we've talked about this at length because i I do a morning show on a classic rock radio station but i do This show, The Cutting Edge Countdown, and then my podcast, Cutter's Rockcast, which is on active rock radio stations. It's all new music. Um, and I love the aspect of being able to intertwine that stuff. You know, your, your band that obviously works kind of in all the realms. But classic rock, we sort of decided, you know, isn't necessarily a genre. It's not, a, not necessarily a time frame, but it's a sound. And that sound mm-hmm. is guitar riffs, big drums, soaring vocals. You know, once you put that on music instead of, you know, um, 
whatever else, take modern recording techniques. I don't want to get too nerdy, but um, it sort of den- it tends to go into that vibe, right? And I, I think that's what you're talking about. And you know, Jay, I, I talked to Jay before Feral Roots and, and talked a lot about the recording locations um, for some of the songs on that record and, and that, that sort of vibe you get when you get into certain buildings. Um, what about with this? What about with Dark Fighter, which comes out March 10th? You know, what was the vibe going into this? I'm giving you an exclusive. I don't think we've announced it yet, but I'm going to tell you right now that the the release date has moved to June 2nd. It's I'm telling you exclusively on your show right now. Me uh, just Noting. make a note of that. June 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Making note, um, uh, this record, uh, talking to rooms that we've used and stuff, this is an interesting one. We actually did use a couple few rooms, but um, mainly started at RCA in Nashville, Studio A, which is magical mm-hmm. and has a real ghosty, just unbelievable feeling. The recordings that have happened in there, we've talked about it during Feral Roots too, is just um, special. There's just special music that's been made there and special people that have come through there and continue to come through there. So there's a feeling in there. There's yeah. a, there's quite a ghosty feeling in that room, I'll say. And it's massive. It's huge. Like you can record an orchestra in that room. It's like, like we are the world style big, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, great vibe. Definitely makes a sound. We also worked um, in Dave Cobb's new studio, his, his home studio in Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, which okay. is such a it's got it's the most ghosty town around it's like wildly <laughs> ghosty and piratey it's my first time there and i just completely fell in love with it like all of us were you, we'd wake up at breakfast and you could see everybody flipping through their phones looking at real estate like so how much is it to live here in savannah <laughs> but um a that, lot, that che- a lot cheaper than some cities so it's still expensive. It's is expensive it? there though, because it's it's a touristy, really beautiful, ultra ultra quaint town. Anyway, that that studio is super new and super small, like a project studio, and okay. that was kind of fun for us to be in a little tight studio again, like a tight room, and just be on top of each other mm-hmm. as opposed to recording in this gigantic epic room. And you know, we did more than any record we've ever made is we record it at home a lot and that's different than we've done. Usually we get in a compound, write, record, mix, finish the record and get back out on the road. Was that because of the the pandemic? I mean, that, that throw into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really mainly because of the pandemic and scheduling. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) somebody's chopping somebody's head off back there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, because of the schedule and the pandemic and people getting sick and, and Dave's schedule and shutting down the studio and, and we would go in for a little while and there would be scheduling issues and we would be writing songs still too. We kind of stretched it out purposefully as well. Right. Just because we, 
we have the time. We know we're not leaving. So we figured why just like, why rush? We should like, let's take, take our time. We have a different statement, a different thing we want to say. We're definitely turning a corner with this record in a, in a, in a musical way. And, um, we took our time. So with a lot of recording for me, a lot of producing, recording, uh, uh, working inside of Luna, which is my DAW and just really getting, getting my hands dirty. Really, really great and really fun, actually. Well, I can't wait to hear it. It's too bad I have to wait three more months, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's okay. No, that's Sorry. it's all good. Well, all right, so you have a single out. Obviously, Nobody Wants to Die, which is, you know, rising up the rock charts and doing well and doing what you expect. The video is awesome. This is a rocker, though, man. This is a... This is I will a, say this that is an intense rock and roll jam, this song. And I think, I think this song is... Um, it's a fine song and I'm so happy you're playing it and everyone's listening to it and, and enjoying it. I think it you're going to tell less, me it's your least favorite from the record. I'm not going to say that it's so cliche, <laughs> but I will say it's less indicative of the rest of the album. In my opinion, Okay, there's some choices we made musically that are um, super interesting and super new and like a big step forward. This particular song was written earlier than the rest of them ah, I see. and it was some, it was something that me and jay had put together actually um almost like way before we started writing for the record and we kind of pulled it back and said we should bring that song back and record it and see how it comes out properly and even during the recording process of the album we got about we recorded it early and about you know halfway through the sessions we kind of almost forgot we had it recorded and left it back we're just moving forward and then jay said that we have to bring that song back and i was like uh, i didn't even know we were gonna use it i don't know <laughs> do we <laughs> yeah we have it I don't, maybe it's a b-side maybe i don't know let's just, you never know how things are gonna fall together right and um we brought it back up in the studio and listened to it we actually let let uh the record label hear it and, and management and everybody and everybody was just like woody what hey well that's our single. That's the single. Like that's immediately been, we hadn't even gotten through half the record. So wow. It's people, people gravitated. So we went, yeah, yeah, this sounds good. This one sounds good. This is a lot of fun. It kicks out the jams. It stays. It's the single. So no, it's, there you it's, go. it is always like that though. It's always like, but you got to pull your, you got to pull yourself out of it. Right. I mean, that's, that's the key. Sometimes it's nice to have that other person come in and go, uh, I know you're into this right now, guys, but check this out. This is what you're, I always say the worst people on the planet to pick their single is the band. Yeah. You can't let the band pick the single. You got to let somebody else hear it and go that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't disagree. Well, the music video is out and I just mentioned that it's a cool video cause it is, it's, it's a, uh, it's an action flick stuck into three minutes with uh, cool classic cars and complete with a cop chase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Scott with his mustache, you know, throwing knives at people. Um, <laughs> Yeah, is that, that is that something that you guys I mean when it comes to music videos I mean is that something that you guys uh, know you want to do or is it more let's talk to a director or writer or somebody who kind of understands it more and goes this is the vibe Honestly every time we've done it has been a little bit different depending on okay. who, we, who we work with and what what the song is and what the treatment is um, this one we got a bunch of treatments and a bunch of directors and honestly I just really hated all of them i hated all the directors i thought all their work was really like corny 
and I really didn't like any of the treatments. I thought it was equally corny and just like, like, just empty. Yeah, kind of like the cliche, boring. You didn't want to do the uh, empty warehouse with the strobe lights. Just all of it, dude. All of it. <laughs> so like, like there's just so many people out there just getting a paycheck. And it's just so disappointing to see that they're just like, let's bang it out, bang it out, bang it out. Like they just, or they're just so, maybe they're so green. They're either really good at what they do and just want to whip them out, or they're really green and don't know how terrible what they're coming up with is. I don't know. Either way, it was painful to go through it all. And like, we just, we can't do this. We can't let like, this is not how we're starting off the album cycle. So me and Jay wrote that video. Oh. And. We come from different worlds a lot of time in art, me and him. We're definitely very much in that opposites of tracks world with our art. Yeah. And um, with this, um, I shot over what I was thinking to him. And he was like, this is exactly what I was thinking Like when I wrote the song. It's exactly like we're on the same page. So we just kind of passed, uh, uh, passed the, uh, what do you call, a treatment back and forth, you know? Well, maybe you and, guys and have a new uh, have a new career in in TV or something. I'd watch that. I show. think. Well, I I think at least with this band, I'm not writing um, any new episodes yet for TV. <laughs> but I think at least with this band, we'll like try to we'll try to write each video, you know, and to some degree. We've already worked on the second one. Um, How you haven't heard the song yet? But we've already shot and we're now editing the video, and okay. it was an idea that Jay came up with. So um, we're kind of keeping it everything in house this time. Yeah, and we found that, our own director and everything too. Okay, awesome. We'll look forward to it. So June second's the record. Song's out. Uh, a couple festivals announced recently. You guys are doing the Danny Wimmer festivals, the uh, Welcome to Rockville, which was announced uh, a month ago or so. Uh, and today we're recording this on whatever the fuck day it is, January 10th. Um, the lineup for Sonic Temple came out, and you guys are going to be on that as well. Nice. Yes. I, I'm looking forward to all of these, man. We've been grounded for so long, and we've gotten to her a little bit, but... Um, it's nice to feel the gears just start to like actually grease and move and everybody get back into the flow of things. I can imagine you, you mentioned earlier, Scott, how it was always go to the studio, do a record, get it done, get back out on the road, taking those few years off or two years off, I guess it was, um, of being on tour. Uh, how much of that, did, did any of that re-energize going out? I mean, you guys sounded great on that Greta tour. There's no question about it. I thought it was amazing, but does does that re-energize the band to get out on stage and, and play those festivals and arenas and all that again? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, Jay, Jay's funny. He's like, um, my partner says, um, I I can't stay home. Uh, it's like I have a superpower and I'm trapped. Like being Clark Kent, I'm sick <laughs> of being Clark Kent. <laughs> it's, That's hilarious. It's fun in, in all in all playfulness of the, of the idea. It's like when we get on stage, you get to really. Do what you're good at, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no uh, um, business mogul uh, <laughs> architects in this band. We're musicians, and we're good at being musicians and good at performing, and that's what we like to do. So it, we've been honing this craft for a long time. So if we don't get to do that, it just starts to feel weird, you yeah. know. It feels like so. But getting back out, absolutely energized, 
getting together again and seeing each other energized, happy to be with the crowd and just do the whole thing again. It's you feel like yourself, you know, amazing. Uh, any other plans for touring that you can talk about? Um, what have we announced and not announced? Hmm. I don't know. Cause all I saw were the festival dates and I didn't look any further, uh, to be honest with uh, you. I don't think we've announced anything else that I can talk about, but I can say something big and great is coming up that we're really excited about. It should be announced really soon. I wish I had more info because that makes it kind of useless, but okay. there is something coming. Okay. All right. There fine. is an announcement. There are dates. There's, there's the little nugget. Fine. That's all right. There's actually more than little announcements. For us, if you're a Rival Suns fan, there's big announcements. Really? Coming. There's stuff beyond the tour. We have all sorts of Easter eggs and surprises in store this year. I can't wait. That's awesome. <laughs> you guys are like the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Just about that corny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and blown out. That's totally us. <laughs> oh, amazing. Go get your gear delivered, man, uh, and enjoy it. Scott Holiday from Rival Sons uh, for the for Cutters Rockcast in the Countdown. Dude, thank you for this. I appreciate it. Great talk with you, brother. See you soon. Cutters Rockcast. Don't forget to tune in. Exactly. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.